Thank you to Haven's Kitchen for supporting this episode of Rogan Reasoned. Guys, my random Tuesday afternoon Target find has turned into a full-blown obsession. Haven's Kitchen Herby Chimichurri might have been the one that won me over, but since then, I've been cooking with all of their delicious, vegan, and gluten-free sauces. And while I would consider myself a decent cook, these fresh and ready packets have basically made me a full-blown chef. If you're ready to get sauce too, find them by using my exclusive link in the show notes for this episode. Also, be sure to follow them on Instagram at Haven's Kitchen and check out all of their amazing food inspiration there. Hey there, friends. Welcome back to Rogue and Reasoned. I'm your host, Laura Swan-Siegman, and I'm happy to have you back for another weekly chat with me. Whether you've just popped those earbuds in, are listening in your car, or are currently plopped in front of your computer, know that I appreciate all of your listens and truly thank you for showing up to make this community a little stronger with each play. Our conversations about all things life, business, and badassery and how we are hashtag redefining reckless make me happy and I genuinely enjoy connecting with you all. Okay, there's my mushiness for the day. Now, back to the resting bitch face and regularly scheduled programming. So, coming up on seven years ago, I made the big transition to become my own boss. All me, all in. And it has been a ride. I'm so appreciative of all of the perks I get now. I get to make my own hours, be home more, say no to things that don't bring me joy, raise my potential income ceiling, and a host of other things. And, admittedly, I've been one of those people that has posted some cheesy shit on social media that says, oh my god, so grateful to be my own boss, and such. I am grateful, but let's be honest, it's a little bit of an eye roll when we see those things. We've all seen that from people, right? But deep down, we are also like, damn, if I could just do that too. I've been there also. I've been on both sides of that eye roll post. And ironically enough, it's what I've made a strong career out of helping people develop their business ideas and finally launch, stepping into that CEO role they've always wanted, or taking a shaky brand, if you could even call it that, and helping that business owner redo, refresh, and relaunch. I love partnering with my clients to get them where they need to be, but it's not for everyone. And if you're considering entrepreneurship, you should know the dark side too. And if you're already there, I want you to know you're not alone in feeling what you feel when it comes to the lows and shadows of being your own boss. So, let's name it and navigate it. There are a lot of great aspects to being in control of my own business. That does not escape me in this conversation is not meant to be a list of whiny, ungrateful complaints. I wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't fucking awesome most of the time. But let's be real. It's not flawless whatsoever, and it takes a ton of work. Hard work. Hard work. Your ego gets knocked on the reg. And I want to shine some light on those areas, both in an effort to give aspiring solopreneurs a heads up and to connect with all you other current entrepreneurs and tell you, I see you. Let's start with hats. All of the fucking hats. So many hats. 
starting out, you likely don't have a big team in place. It's just you, maybe you and one other person. But there are a lot of hats to be worn, so someone has to wear them. And that person, friend, is you. Not only do you have to perform the skill that you are selling, but you have to design it, develop it, fund it, write about it, make a website for it, take photos that represent it, keep it legal, track your earnings, hire people to help you, offer customer service, deal with technical issues, and the list goes on and on and on. You are not only the brains behind the goal of the operation, you are the whole damn operation. Now, I think I'm fairly good with multitasking and stress. I perform well with the two, but fuck, dude, sometimes it really is a lot. Switching from creative mode to accountant mode and then back to administrative assistant mode leaves me fucking dizzy. So if you're new to all this, don't expect to sit with a cozy cup of coffee, a scented candle, and your laptop for four hours and then call it a day. You can have the coffee and the candle, but the rest of it isn't going to be that short or pretty. Once you've built your business up, sure, maybe it can look more like that. You don't have to suffer through business. Then what's the whole point? But you better have enough passion for what you do to make all the things worth the big picture. Kind of like having a house or even an apartment. We love having our home. It's also nice that we have a bathroom with a toilet so that we don't have to shit outside. Do I love cleaning the toilet? No. I can think of a lot of other ways to spend my time. But in the big scheme of things, I have a fucking house and I don't have to shit outside. Clearly, I can deal with it and will clean it. I can also be the maid. So to be an entrepreneur, you have to take the bullshit, partial pun intended, work along with the core of your passion. You have to be willing to wear all the hats. All those hats don't get you certain perks, though. Sure, you can be more flexible with your time adjust your hours to fit your lifestyle and such, but you're lacking a few things, like vacation time, sick time, bereavement time, and maternity leave. This doesn't sound like the biggest deal in the world until you fucking need it. It becomes hard to navigate, and you really have to try to make space for yourself in these areas because no one else is doing it for you. I've been down and out sick with multiple projects due and no one else to do them had a ton of responsibility and grief when my dad was sick and then passed away, and have my laptop with me on every quote-unquote vacation. Health insurance is another one of those packaged items you typically get when you're working for an employer. Not anymore. Luckily for me, I can be on my husband's insurance. But if you're digging into self-employment, be ready to take care of yourself in this area. And if you're there, I'm sorry, it's fucking expensive to have basic benefits. But you can't really complain about all that as an entrepreneur because you only have yourself to blame for the position you're in, right? You chose this. This is also a big thing. When push comes to shove with all things related to your business, you only have yourself to blame. You now have the luxury of following your own instincts and gut feelings, but they aren't always right. When mistakes are made, you're not educated enough for what you took on or have to pivot to avoid a disaster you set yourself up for, there's no one else to shift the responsibility to. That is a lot of pressure, even if it's just personal pressure. Never mind the external and financial pressures that may relate to this. Entrepreneurs are built a little differently, I believe, and can take more of these hits, but it doesn't mean they don't get heavy and hurt. 
the ability to acknowledge, rebound, and grow from these experiences is the only thing that's going to carry you through. And you can also easily give yourself permission to be sloppy or absent from your work. And again, you only have yourself to blame. Setting your own schedule is great and all, but it can also make you avoid it. If you're suddenly excited about doing all the laundry when you previously couldn't stand it or find yourself color coding your closet at 2 p.m., it's not because you have so much free time as your own boss. It's probably because you're delaying the overwhelming number of tasks you need to complete. As entrepreneurs, we are always having to self-talk and tell ourselves what a boss might be normally telling us. Additional support for this episode is brought to you by Audible. I don't know about you guys, but at this point, I've pretty much run out of new episodes of my favorite TV shows, and I swear, they don't make movies like they used to. And maybe it's because I now have a podcast, but I've been absorbing a ton of audio content lately instead. It's seriously the ultimate way to multitask. And you all know how much I love a good multitask. Audible literally has thousands of audiobooks, podcasts, comedy, and more to choose from. And you can pause and pick up where you left off on another device. You can even have Alexa pull up your titles. What a time to be alive, right? You can get your free 30-day Audible trial by visiting www.audibletrial.com slash roganreasoned. That's www.audibletrial.com slash roganreasoned for your free 30-day Audible trial. Have I scared you away yet or touched your entrepreneurial soul with a hot poker? (laughs) Stay with me, y'all. There's more to talk about. This next one can be hard for me at times. I would consider myself a fairly independent and fairly confident person, but everyone needs an attaboy or a pat on the back sometimes. Being my own boss makes this hard to come by. No one is patting me on the back, writing a memo for my file, or giving me bonuses. Often, I find myself telling my husband all my business ideas and plans in the hopes of getting some type of reaction. While he's proud of me and supportive, he also has no fucking idea what I'm talking about and what type of business energy is swirling around in my body because it just isn't his thing, which to no fault of him is not the most fulfilling to me in terms of business affirmations. When I have an idea, I don't really have people to bounce it off of. Some things can only be shared or discussed in-house as an entrepreneur because great ideas are worth protecting. What I have in-house is an eight-and-a-half-year-old rescued pit bull mix, and while he gives great snuggles, his ideas are kind of shit sometimes, if he even has any. I'm not sure what's going on upstairs sometimes. Generally speaking, I just have minimal interactions overall, and if any of them are negative, well, that's a huge percentage. You have to let experiences roll off you and realize you're in charge of your mindset and mood for the workday and beyond. You need a tough skin and to not be needy because you aren't going to get sprinkled by the positivity fairy each morning. And while I obviously interact with clients, they aren't the same as colleagues. This isolation, especially because I work from home, can definitely make me lonely at times. You might find yourself ending up on social media more than you should, not even for your job, but because it's something social. It's a way to have interactions. 
If you aren't careful, this can eat up your day. If you have a spouse, partner, or roommate, this can put a lot of pressure on your relationship. When my husband comes home, I'm always up in his grill because he's often my source of people for the day, and I'm excited to see him. It may be too much, so take their reactions with a grain of salt. My husband, who is not the most social person in the world, has to talk all day for his job, be challenged, and actually wants some quiet when he gets home, which is not always what I want, so it makes for an interesting balance sometimes. If you work from home primarily like myself, it's, of course, a blessing, but also a challenge. My environment doesn't change. My house has to be my office, conference room, safe place, relaxation place, entertaining space, literally everything. There are new types of costs associated with running it this way, so it's not a complete money saver as you think it might be. I need super speed internet, printing capabilities, creative tools, and other things you might get provided to you with your job at a traditional employer. As I mentioned, you also have to be very strict in your habits, otherwise life and business can run together too much. It's fine to be able to push that load of laundry in while I write my podcast notes, but chores can start taking priority, or you don't get ready or dressed in the morning, work in your PJs, and aren't bringing your best boss energy. Maybe you snack too much because the kitchen is four feet away. Maybe you're already working in the kitchen. Or sometimes you just need to get the fuck out and find dumb errands to do and reasons to leave. Really, I could list a bunch more. It being a financial roller coaster of fun and fuck. There being no clear growth track, promotions, or raises and such. But not only do I want to give you a heads up or relate to what you too are feeling, which is not something to feel guilty about, by the way. We are allowed to acknowledge the hard parts without being seen as complainers. But I also want to talk about navigating all this. We've named it, we've put it out there, and now we have to deal with it. Because the drive to be our own boss ultimately outweighs us, and we want to be able to make the best of it. When it comes to all those hats, we just have to get better, be better, and wear some of them. And others, we can hire out people to wear those. Not always at first, but over time. Share your hats and find people that shine in those areas so that you can shine in yours. Time management and boundaries are a huge thing to develop as an entrepreneur. You may not get a set amount of sick, vacation, or personal time, but you can set up systems in your business that allow you to stay on track and step away from time to time if needed. Give those plenty of attention as you start your business, or if you're already in it, make the time to give this more attention. If you don't, I 100% guarantee it will come back to haunt you. Own your mistakes and check in on your self-talk. If you're the only person you interact with, be sure to make it good. And if you're not an entrepreneur and not even aspiring to be, you still probably know one or two in your own life. Even the most independent people need a little affirmation every now and then. So send love to an entrepreneur in your world. Just notice their hard work, compliment their branding, share their product or offering with a positive statement in your spaces. This goes for other business owners too. Share love to another self-employed boss. For feedback and interaction, try to find a mastermind or build a trusted community you can use to bounce ideas off of every now and then. 
and be real with the people in your life and household about your needs surrounding this work from home thing. Meanwhile, show up for your job and don't blur the lines too much. Get ready in the morning. Set a predetermined lunch break so you don't become the cookie monster. And know the laundry can actually probably wait. Like I said, this chat isn't meant to deter you. It's just meant to be real. The good part is, these are all manageable things. We just have to know these about ourselves and our situations first, and then we can do something with them. Some of them might not even apply to your life and business, or maybe you have other dark sides you've encountered, which I want to hear. Perhaps one or two of them are up ahead for me and I just don't know it yet. Sharing with each other allows us to learn and prepare for life, and in this case, business also. So as usual, tell me. Tag me in your posts, stories, and comments on Instagram at Rogue Reason Podcast or at Laura Swan Seekman, and let's continue the conversation over there. I'll give you a minute to let this all marinate, and then we can add on to all this. And I hope you'll be back here next week for a brand new episode of Rogue and Reason because we have a lot more to talk about. I will see you then and hope you have a great fucking week. Talk soon. To learn more about me, your host, and the Rogan Reason podcast, visit www.loraswanseekman.com slash podcast and follow along on Instagram at Rogue Reason Podcast.